Fourth Not First is proudly brought to you by Oakford Thoroughbred Farm, your one-stop shop for all your thoroughbred needs. Hot seat driving at it, hot seat going home the best in the middle and grab the lead at one. Hot seat by a long head to either vintage quarter and Remus is coming back, coming back really well on the inside, they hit it the bobber. Maybe Remus jumps from under the eyeball. Fourth Not First coming at you on Wednesday, September 16th. Richo here with me tonight, and as always in his Richmond paraphernalia, he's got the Jimmy Jams back on after spanking Geelong last Friday. I think he's probably been wearing them for whatever that is, five days straight. Ashley McKnight, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good, mate. Could be five months, I don't know. Maybe not five days. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, and that was the chuckle of... Russell Healy, who was pumped up last week after Carlton just came from behind and, and smacked Sydney out the park. Unfortunately, it looks like they were more interested in going to the strippers on the Gold Coast than attending the finals this year. So uh, not to be, but uh, have you recovered from that one, Rusty? Ah, oh, look, yeah, I'm a, it's been 20 years of the same shit, Richo. So, um, yeah, no, I don't expect any more. Um, I'm just glad that Carlton did a better job of covering up going to the strip club than uh, Richmond boys did. Um, we didn't have to throw any kebabs on the ground or uh, do any shit like that. So uh, we're all good. That's true. That's true. You're going to do it outside of the spotlight and not get in any trouble. It's going <laughs> to be right. great. Alrighty, straight into it. The Oakford Thoroughbred Stable update from Ash. What's been going on? Uh, there's plenty going on this week, boys. As, um, well, this week, uh, as you guys would know, I've got a little horse that uh, I've been preparing for the Ready to Race sale in Sydney. And uh, he had his run-up on Monday, his bruiser. And uh, Rusty will just tap away on his little uh, information device there and probably pull up the, uh, the run-up, which is up already. But uh, he ran up in a very nice 1084. For his 200, um, look like he's still got some improvement in him, and uh, I've got him back home again now, and uh, just give him a good polish up for the next uh, four weeks, and and off to the sale, and and see if we we can't uh, have a successful sale with him. Sounds promising. Now for for those uh, numpties like myself who don't know what a 1084 is, is that is that good? Is that bad? Is that indifferent? What are we well, anything sub 11 seconds for 200 is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, you don't, you don't, probably don't want to be above 11. Um, so if you're a sectional watcher at the races, um, you, you probably don't see a huge amount of last 200s at 10 something. But you'll see a 10 somewhere in the race. Um, it's hard to maintain. That's why they only run at 200. But, yeah, if you're a sectional watcher, anything around 33 for 600 is around 11 seconds of furlong. So, yeah, if you can run sub 11 for 200, you have a pretty good chance that you can run between 33 and 34 for 600 So, in a race. So that's, uh, that's a pretty good sign that he um, he'll win some races in his career, I think. Yeah, well, people should just be throwing money at you then. That sounds like 
done deal. Maybe Rusty's got room in the stable for another one. Who knows? No, nah, not after gelding. I want um... <laughs> What gelding? He's a cult. <laughs> you haven't got to him yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's still four weeks, Ash. There's still four weeks. <laughs> we know how you work. Uncle Chop Chop. <laughs> You'll get bored one Saturday and... Who knows what happens? I've been castrated wondering for a while. I'm going to go get one. Anything else going on other than other than the ready to run? It's all business as usual. Um, I headed off to Hamilton Races on the ready to run day, much to my disgust. I did want to go and go to the breeze ups, but. Uh, Anyway, I head off down to Hamilton with uh, with Affinity Bell, and it's uh, it's safe to say uh, Affinity Bell has run her last race. Uh, she's been retired, um, but she's been good to the owners. She won the three races, uh, about sixty thousand in stakes. She had her fair share of issues, but uh, now she she was good to them, and probably had she been a horse that was a bit sounder, probably could have reached a a bit higher level. Than what she did, but now she was she was a good old stick. Um, just started her career a bit late in life. You know, she was a five year old before she got going, and yeah, time got the better of her in the end. But how long did it take her to get home from Hamilton? Uh, longer. It took me longer to get home from Hamilton than it did to get there. Um, I blew a turbo hose in the Ute uh, going into Hamilton, so uh, it was a bit of a steady trip um, on the way home. So it probably added a good 30 or 40 minutes to my trip home, I suppose. Um, but, you know, happy with my own company. So. <laughs> just, just plenty of time to toot your horn, wasn't it? Just, <laughs> Not much toot this week. Well, yeah. How good am I? <laughs> That's right, but, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll touch on that later. You know, our listeners will be happy to know that, you know, I'm still giving out good advice, so. <laughs> nice one well thanks for the update there now on to the healy bloodstock weekend racing review where procrastination becomes a realization rusty there was a truckload on on the weekend what caught your eye phenomenal weekend of racing um great if you're a non-punter but uh anyway uh yeah flemington there was a few good runs Fierce Impact won the Maccabi Diva, but um, I would have said the top five from that race were all really good runs, and you could follow all of those. Uh, Crosshaven was good win on the Expert Plate, and uh, Travi, my friend, was huge winning the Sopitel from the $2.20 favourite Windstorm and getting one back for Yendel in the throwdown. Yeah. Woohoo! And it was and one so, of... So... Was one Where does piece. that put us? Well, one piece on the weekend, and because it was so um, one-sided, I actually have stopped counting. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> like 50 to 1. Yeah, or it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's, yeah. but um, anyway. I'm just I'm glad Dean got one back. It was a super ride. He That horse is flying for him, and yeah, it was good, good to see him winning a race on a big day, and hopefully he gets more rides and um, more opportunities. And knowing Ash as we do, he'd probably make up his own rules and say that one was worth four, so now it's a bit even, you know, like so. Or maybe Yendall's even winning the throwdown now. You just never know. Probably. Um, it was 20 to one, not $2. Like, yeah, come on. 
Uh, but yeah. Yandel at least can you know attract a few more rides. Poor old Willie Pike, he's a dropping like flies. So yeah. showmanship, very good horse that that Willie's been riding. Gone, he's gone back west. Regal Power gone. Um, you know they are diminishing by the week, but. Uh, Hopefully they keep a few of them uh, going over here for the Peters clan and uh, and keep keep the good racing coming because they, they certainly are putting their foot on the till, that's for sure. A little bit um, unfortunate showmanship. Uh, I think we mentioned it on the pod a while back that um, he bought him over hoping to get into the Everest. And uh, I was reading today that 15 minutes after Bob got the call from the vet to say tendon injury... I uh, got a call from a slot holder from the Everest, oh, um, no. interested in seeing what he, whether he's available and what kind of deal they could do. And uh, yeah, so it was all going to plan until the tenant went. But uh, anyway, he's got uh, plenty that... of plenty in the shack. That's fine. They can put Bella Valerie. That's fine. <laughs> uh, couldn't could be worse, I suppose. He's flying. She yeah, jump out the other day was good too. Anyway, uh, moving on. So Rose Hill, uh, Moanga, Moanga, uh, I don't know. Named after Richie the All Black, uh, was super winning the Dulcify, and uh, he will go on to bigger and better things. We will talk more about his race later. Uh, Rothfire was perfectly set up by the stupidly blistering sectionals um, set by the average ride from Hugh Bowman on Farnan. I was on, can't you tell? Rothfire is proving to be a top liner though and I think that Farnan will be cooked by that run now and I wouldn't be looking to him to win any races for you going forward this prep. And Hot Brion Hare ran up to her trials and won the Sherico. Um, she's as good second up as she is first up, and so I will be backing her next start. Uh, at at Doombin, good old Chico Malagro uh, was back in the winner's stall. One run too late for my pod tips, but hopefully everyone else stayed with him uh, and got the chockies. Skate to Paris keeps winning. Uh, took out the Brisbane handicap by three lengths. Has gone to the paddock now, so um, she's had a good spell. Alligator Blood returned and ran a good third behind the Odyssey and Just Orm in a quality race. Uh, not knocking him. He's on the way to the Golden Eagle, and yeah, I'm not sure I'd be leaving him out of uh, exotic bets. Uh, at Morfittville. Elsvior ran a good race and is in good form. Um, interesting to see where they place him going forward because he's got a few more wins in him. Uh, instant celebrity won well, well, won well, won. Uh, I wasn't really that taken with the run as some other people who are really big on him. I think he could clean up if he stays in South Australia, but I don't think he'll measure up in Victoria. Always get proven wrong, so happy to be proven wrong again there. And at Belmont, Massimo knocked over a small field in the Farnley. He's a winning machine. Um, 
I had the thought that it could be a really good time for him to just keep winning races with all the Peters horses in Melbourne, but he's been up since March. He's spaced his runs, but I just don't know how long he can stay up for. And internationally, Stradivarius got beat by the Melbourne Cup top weight, Anthony Van Dyke, in the pre-foy, which uh, is an interesting, yeah, it's big, big form statement. Um, and he's on the boat, or oh, he's gone into quarantine now to come over for the Cups. The jockey did seem to stay, I think he wanted to stay and have a crack at the arc, but um, he's coming over here for the Cups. And, yeah, it's interesting. But, that's uh, why we that's don't it. let jockeys make decisions, Russell. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But, uh, oh, look, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to make a choice. If you, if I thought I had a chance at an arc, and I was, and I was from... Europe. Uh, Western Europe, yeah, I um, I I'd find it very hard to to put the horse on a plane, fly it all the way to Australia for a cup when I think I could win an arc. It's interesting though; they they do love to come out and have a crack at the Melbourne Cup. Oh yeah, no doubt. I, but I would have thought like a bit like a naval, like you wouldn't you wouldn't be bringing her over for a Cox Plate if you thought you could win the arc. Like just the risks associated with the travel and all the those travel. things. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, if you've got a, like a, st- a more, I wouldn't say dower stayer, but a stayer that could get the two miles versus the arc. Like, I think the choice between the Cox Plate and the arc is a harder one than Cups and the arc. But, hmm. anyway. Prize, prize money's pretty similar. Yeah. You know, if, they, if you're looking on a monetary value, that what, the arc's worth um, four, four and a half million euro, something like that? Something like that, yeah. So it's no, pretty, yeah. pretty equivalent, pretty equivalent to a Melbourne Cup once you sort it out. But um, yeah, yeah. I think a, a filly you're more likely to keep there or mare. You're more yeah. likely to travel a, a male horse than you are a female. But... Yeah. Anyway, good luck Tom. to him. Um, I'm not on. I'm not on him in the cup. So. <laughs> no. I hope, I hope. Staying homegrown. Homegrown. Uh, well, I'm not exactly, but uh, but I'm not on him. But anyway, moving up. It was it was a great weekend of racing, and this weekend is going to be similar. Just getting better and better and better as you are, Rusty, with your summary there. I think I'll just stop watching the races and just uh, <coughs> listen to your summary and find out what's happening. It's easier. No, it's boring. <laughs> All right, now on to our punting segment brought to us by Urban Dust Accessories, the accessories we trust. Um, We're going to dive into how we went chasing the multi and for the Bragging Rights Cup. Um, But, I mean, something happened this weekend, pretty much unprecedented. And I'm not sure any of us are qualified to uh, decompose this uh, in the right manner. So I have called up Trev and I've said, mate, can you just give us a wrap on what happened chasing the multi? And I think he's on the line. Trev, are you there, mate? Hello, Richo. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, mate. I. Hang on. Is my mate Ashford there? 
I'm here, mate. I'm here. I'm always here. And Rusty, are you there? Yes, Trev. I'm here. Thanks for having me on, boys. It's. I'm glad you got me on because I tell you what, mid-August, it was fantastic jumping on the Twitter feed and seeing you guys because it was really heating up in the bragging rights. There were hits left, right and centre. Money was flying around everywhere. With the multis, we were getting so close. We were getting three hits and four hits. And I thought, this is going to be the best spring ever. I am just going to follow these boys. And I tell you what, as the racing has got hotter, you have got fucking colder. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous now. I don't know what's going on. You've got a podcast and it's about punting and putting and we've all seen play golf and, and you know, when Richo's holding up the slipper, there's something wrong with your golf. You can't punt for shit. I don't know what's going on. Let's talk about the multi. I loaded up. I thought, you know, things were going to go well. Hang on. Let's not talk about the multi. Let's just talk about the whole weekend. You do the multi, which is the team event, and you pick five horses. You do the bragging rights, and you pick another 10. So that's 15 horses. And out of 15, we get one win and one place. What's going on, fellas? It was dismal, Trev. Dismal. And look, Ash, you've got, you got a place in the multi. Fantastic. And 40. Ever-reliable 40 over in Doombin gets the win. But other than that, I mean... What did the dolphin? The dolphin got a bake. Uh, what's he done? He's uh, now. What happened there? Because he obviously you gave him Passan, and did you gave him? You gave him a dud tip there, did you, Ash? Well, no, I didn't give him a dud tip because Passan ran. Oh. That's a hit. So he. Oh, okay. So he's gone with something different. Well, not only did he went with something different, it got scratched. He got a mulligan. And he still stuffed it up. So he's pretty much gone the triple mulligan then, hasn't he? And still couldn't... I mean, what's going on, boys? So you got a, a win, a place... I mean, Richo can't tip for shit. We don't need to worry about that. Uh, I think there were a couple of hashtags in there. Rusty, after I pumped up your tyres, I thought you were on the comeback. You got triple donuts. I'm just confused, fellas. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it was a pretty ordinary week on the punt, weekend on the punt. But I'm just so disillusioned with a bloke that you go out of your way to help him and get on the board in the multi. It was a lock. It was a given. Just put it in. You'll get a hit. It's easy money. No problem, and we're off your case. We're going to leave you alone. No, no, no. Thumbed his nose on three occasions. He said, no, when he... I don't know, did it even run? Well, my mail is that uh, Dolphin only likes to take a horse off you if you don't give it to him. He just likes to steal them. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be gifted. But... Uh, yeah, what more can you do? You put it in the spreadsheet for him, as I understand it. So he didn't even have to type. He actually had to do more effort to get rid of it and put something else in. So, gosh, I mean, yeah, I, it's... I, I'm not sure the, the, the PowerPoint was um, the key to his form. I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking Dolphin at all, but since he, since he produced that PowerPoint, things have gone downhill. 
got a little bit ahead of himself, hasn't he? <laughs> Just, he's got the head wobble going on. It's he's like, oh, look at the stats, look at me, and since then, <laughs> he's done nothing. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Just uh, a little bit less time on PowerPoint, a little bit more time on the form. But I, I still look. I'm going to stick. I'm going to double down on my advice last week. That look, maybe sub sub him out and bring Jess in as the fifth fifth leg of the multi. I think, you know, Trev. I'm willing to go one more week for him and, and just feed him, hand feed him a tip, and he can do with it as he wishes. Now I won't. Okay. I won't put it into the spreadsheet like I did last week. It was a bit cheeky. Um, and he did probably not appreciate it that much. But I've got another one for him. He can lead us off on, on the weekend. Race one, Melbourne, Celestial Soul. $3.40 and $1.45. Guaranteed multi-hit. Guaranteed? It's got the Ashford seal of approval? It's the seal of the approval. Absolutely. It's even backed by the Paling Brothers Brewery at Heathcote. The bailiff, because we could be in jail at the end of this. It's just highway robbery, that one, is it? We're just going to hit the multi. He's going to kick us off. Okay, well, I think that's out there, Dolphin. So, really interesting last week. I do understand, you know, Ash was a little bit cheeky putting it in the spreadsheet, and you probably felt you had to go against it. It's going to be really interesting to see what the man does this week. He's, uh, yeah, we... We'll just have to wait and see, but uh, you know, I thought this would be a longer segment when uh, Richo rang me up and said, "Can you do the breakdown?" But uh, you know, it's like uh, if I go to the bragging rights, it's uh, nope, 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 uh, nope. Oh, there's a hashtag in there, so that must have been a fourth, not first. But uh, I mean, shit, you have to try pretty hard to pick fifteen horses and. Uh, and I'm get two hits, don't you? I, I wasn't sure you'd be available, Trev. I thought you'd be working like seven jobs by now. Oh, no, Richo's paying me for this. Segment, oh, so that's nice. the only reason I've come on. So Good on uh, you, Richo. He, he offered to sling me 50 just to uh, <laughs> to get me through next week when I back you boys. <laughs> Hopefully we get a hit. And, uh, yeah, but uh, times are tough in the fairway lover household. We can't even uh, afford masks. We've just got to tie socks around our face. But that's all right we just do what we have to so look boys um look i've got not not much, not much more to say just uh can we please just go back to that that mid to late august form that'd be fantastic uh i'm, I'm still and rusty is still my main man i'm backing you to the hills you've this got is just a road bump for you <laughs> i think you just need to find four other friends to punt with i think that's that's the only solution but uh no, i'm not sure i'm dragging anyone down but uh, I mean, they're not dragging me down. I'm dragging. I'm doing the dragging down. Well, I, I tell you who does skate under the radar a little bit is uh, is Richo because uh, he doesn't hit very often in the multi, but most of the time he doesn't hit someone else doesn't, so he gets away with it a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you look at his stats, he's. I tell you what, he he's got to have a different job because he's definitely not making any money. Uh, He's basically donating money to Sportsbet, I think. Uh, so he needs to pull his socks up as well. But, uh, yeah, look, the, the notice has to be firmly on Dolphin. And, look, you've, you've given the tip there, Ash. I, I, Dolphin, my advice is take it. And if you don't take it, just get Jess to do the tips for you. Everything should be fine. <laughs> I can't say that being a problem. That should, that, I mean, it's a good formula. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. 
All right, fellas. Well, good luck this week. Okay. I'm rooting for you. I'll uh, I'll even take my break at Coles, uh, second <laughs> shelves, and just watch a few races. You've uh, you've got to get back to your other job, and uh, this week we got uh, on the golf world. We've got one of the majors. Do we? I've I've been so busy working, fellas, trying to earn a crust. I haven't even had a chance to look at what's happening in golf. Mate, fill me in. What's going on? We've got a US Open at, at Wingfoot this week, so um, yeah, you know, right You might be, or you know, do you want to do you want to go and grab a cup of tea and uh, and do the form and come back to us, or you know what? I'm I'm not going to do the form. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to take some of the money that Richo gave me. I'm going to buy a Ko subscription for the weekend so that I can watch some replays of the golf. And next week I'll come with with a full wrap for you. Don't you worry about that. Beautiful. Are you going to throw a tip for us for the Open? Anyone? I know you're a Tiger man, but it, can you do it? Toughest course in the States, they say. 20... No, look... Win it. I, I don't think it's Tiger. It's... Uh, no, I don't, I'm off Tiger's bandwagon. You know that. Rusty's my main man now, but he can't win the Open, that's for sure. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> No, I don't have any tips. What do you got, Ash? Um, look, you can't fault DJ's form going in. Mm. DJ. What about? But very good. What about your man Day? Is he playing? He is playing. Um, he will need to find the fairway a lot. Mm. Interesting. Fairly important in golf. What about Adam Scott? Because he can find the fairway. He's got to be one of the best drivers in the game. Well, let's get on Scotty. Let's go on Scotty. I reckon we could get some pretty good odds on that. Maybe maybe Dolphin could put that into the multi. Well, he couldn't do any worse, could he? Uh, nah, Scotty's stuffed now. The weight of expectations that we're putting on, he's... No. Uh, just want to find the, uh, the odds here. Oh, man, it's too bloody complicated. That's what happens, mate. You've gone to a new sports bet account. You've got to do the three-finger swipe. Swipe, you've got to find things. It's... Instead of one account, I've got three. And what's going on? Like, it's bloody three balls. I'm not interested. Where's the bloody winner? $34. $34. He's paying $34, Adam Scott's. If we if we roll it up, the we, yeah, DJ, $9. That's not bad, actually. Bit of $9. Uh, Justin Thomas, Rory is in there at nineteen. What about uh, Mori Kawa? Yeah, seventeen dollars. Jeez, can't fault his form. Mad scientist. My man Tiger paying forty-one. Can we get a same game multi? Oh, you can pretty much do anything you want. <laughs> We'll find a bookie that could do anything for you. Look, just Jason Day, thirty-four dollars as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, let's let's go with Scott. Let's put that in. Let's not put it in the multi though. It's uh, probably a bit outrageous, but uh, I, I reckon. Okay, Scotty. Better go. All right. He's due. Well, I'll uh, I'll watch it on my breaks, and uh, I'll come back with a full wrap next week. Uh, as long as you guys have done a little bit better in the multi and the bragging rights.
<laughs> oh, we can't do any worse. Well, you could, but geez, we'd be in a lot of trouble then, wouldn't we? Uh. All right, fellas, thanks very much. Thanks, Trevor. All righty, the punting wrap there. The the Trevor Fairway Lover as our special guest. Too Life good. Life coach for the stars. <laughs> well, I tell you what, after his little spiel for Rusty, I did think he was a life coach, but uh, given Rusty's <laughs> had one hit out of six since then, it's probably... Because <laughs> life coaching, it's not just the feeling you get, it's in the results. So uh, <laughs> we might have to pull our socks, off, socks up so that uh, he can get some money coming in for his life coaching. Pull his socks off so he can wear them as masks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Trev. Struggling there. Struggling, old mate. He's struggling. He really is. All right. Let's get on to Did You See That? Thanks to when Freddie met Lily designer gowns and suits for every occasion, even for Trevor's seventh job. We've got a few things we saw. Who wants to kick us off? I'll start. Oh. I um, follow up on, you know, we had a conversation about XL Man, XL Man, was that what it's called? Uh, Wayne in Light a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I can't believe in Sydney, in a listed race, jockeys, sorry, two horses came into the mounting yard with the wrong saddles on. And it wasn't like they were two Waller runners. So... Um, Jeff Penza and Jason Collett's saddles were mixed up and that they were on a John Sargent and I want to say David Payne. Is that right? Yep. Um, yeah, I was just looking through the stewards report. I couldn't believe it. Obviously, I don't think they ran with the wrong saddles because they found it in the uh, mounting yard, but oh, I just... I'm just scratching my head, thinking, "Wow, how, how do you, how do you do that?" Like, I can understand one jockey going and putting their saddle. I don't know what they do with the saddles. I've never been in the jockey's room, but putting their saddles in the wrong spot. But surely the next jockey comes along and says, "Hang on, your saddle's in my my spot." You know the problem now is that they have allocated. Um, saddle racks or pigeonholes or whatever for each runner allocated to the number. Problem is that these vertically challenged little dwarves... <laughs> <laughs> so they put them on the ground. They just throw them on the ground. Say, ah, oh, it's over there. You find it. I can see... Any rules. Like, yeah... You got the fat ones trying to shave bloody kilos and the short ones can't reach and the, the light <laughs> one that many bloody lead bags hanging off it, you can't carry it back and oh, it's tough work for a trainer, you know. You only gotta count you know, if you get beyond ten, how you can't count any higher. But surely the, the saddle cloth is with the saddle. It is. And it is supposed to be checked by the clerk of scales when you pick your saddle up. Um, whoever it is, number ten for the trainer. Yep, no worries. Tick it off. So 
clearly someone wasn't doing their job. Yeah. I didn't realise that we'd go there, that conversation. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little bit quicker and light, more lighthearted than that. But <laughs> On this podcast, it could go anywhere. The jockey's got the avalanche <laughs> this week. That's fine. Um, <laughs> in that oh, same race, I was on Moonga, Moonga, whatever his name is. I can't believe that there wasn't a single mention. So we come off. Shoe Bowman's just come back from his suspension, or however long he got, for careless riding, bringing a horse down. James McDonald, like. I was on it. I'm really glad he did it because it won, and that's good. But he pushed a horse out, and it and there was a horse behind it that was making ground, and it was just it was pure luck that they weren't closer to one another. Because if that horse was any closer, it gets on heels, and they potentially both the horse he pushes out and the one behind both go down. Hmm. And and it isn't even mentioned in the stewards' report. I, like I was sitting there going, nah. It got to be suspended for careless riding, and it doesn't even rate a mention. And I just sit there and I think, mm. like that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for horses to fall and or jockeys to die, to to suspend them, to slap them on the wrist. It's they've got to be harder on it because it's someone who's going to die. Sydney's a bit of a strange beast too. Um, Sydney and Melbourne, the penalties seem to be very, very much worlds apart. Um, not sure what, what the thinking is up there, but uh, it is what it is, and uh, we'll leave it for them to work it out, and yep. uh, we'll talk about it on the podcast and um, throw some people under the bus. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I want to throw some stewards under the bus because I just found it ridiculous. Like, jockeys will do it. If they think they... Like, he won that race, and it, it might have won if he had awaited, but... You know, like, yeah, like I'm not sure that winning a race is worth someone's a horse or a jockey's life. No. It just makes me angry. You might be able to tell, but anyway, moving on. Well, on a sad note, for me, uh, we had the passing of Pat Smullen, champion mm-hmm. Irish jockey, nine-time champion Irish jockey. Uh, he has been out here to Australia. He rode in five Melbourne Cups. Uh, never won one, but he was uh, the jockey for Vinnie Rowe, and uh, a lot of Australians would have would know who Vinnie Rowe was. And his best result was a second in the Melbourne Cup. Um, so, forty three years of age, pancreatic cancer. So, mm. very sad uh, time for uh, racing, and uh, especially the Irish racing fraternity. Um, I can't say I ever had the pleasure of meeting him. Um, but, you know, who couldn't have fun with a paddy? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so, he's only a year older than I am. Well, that's it. We're all in that age bracket. And um, he, uh, well, I believe, I believe he, he'd already beaten it once. And uh, it come back pretty aggressively. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he lost his life to it. And um, he will be... Uh, will be remembered uh, as a great rider in Ireland and internationally. And, um, yeah, he's going to be missed. So, uh, yeah, bit of a sad note, but, um, yeah, needs to be remembered as the great jockey he was. 
Now it's time for Road to a Racehorse. Thanks to In the Stables Women's Wear. For those who like wearing women's wear in the stables. <laughs> Everybody's going to rush out and buy something. Oh, jeez. Oh, glad we don't get paid for these sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank God for that. Uh, um, so, road to a racehorse. Last week, we had a bit of a lolly bag incident uh, where, through no fault of uh, its own, or a little bit of his own, Richo's runner caused a mild uh, agony to a jockey, didn't get its run. and Imagine how high that jockey's voice would be after that. Only dogs can hear it. (laughs) 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 Poor (laughs) Jocko. Dear, dear, dear. So what's happening this week, Ash, now that, uh, you know? We we went the the quick scurry around for a race for Richo's runner and... um, he uh, he was in today uh, at Bendigo in a thirteen hundred three year old, and to the request of the owner, um, he requested Willie Pike to ride. Oh, um, good on you, Richo. Now that was one thing, but he also drew the outside barrier. The Barrier Fairy not playing the game. Who better to have on than the Wizard? Well, so you would think. Have I got a call of this race? Uh, No. No, we don't have a call of this race. No, there's no no audio. Uh, Racing.com, they crashed during this race. (laughs) No footage and, uh, and no audio, but... Look, safe to say that um, things didn't quite go to plan for Richo's runner from the outside barrier. Um, I did hear the trainer briefly say something about he gave it a sore back. Come on, you're talking about the wizard here. He it doesn't do that kind of thing. Ah, uh, well, on this occasion, the wizard was uh, not so magical. So Richo's runner, um, he he had a bit of a torrid run. He wide gate. He tried to slide in and couldn't. He did his usual six back, six wide, and. Uh, Thought he could just run around him like he does at Belmont. And, well, it just doesn't happen here in Victoria. It doesn't happen. So, it's, uh, the depth and the quality of uh, horse and jockey and trainer here in Victoria is just too strong to be doing that. So, Jesus, Yendall gets one back on him and all of a sudden, have a listen to it. Oh I'm just God. reporting what has happened on the day, Russell. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. You know, I don't make this stuff up for the virtual. 
But look, Richard, you couldn't. You couldn't make this stuff up. No, I'll tell you what, if it was scripted, you'd want another scriptwriter, that's for sure. <laughs> there was errors all around. He went back to the 1300, ran him on a wide gate, Willie Pike, gave it a sore back. And look, we're just going to cross that one off, Richo Runner Ledger. And, uh, yeah, we'll 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 look after him, and we'll we'll come back with uh, something a bit more exciting uh, next week for Richo's runner. Um, we'll put our uh, put our heads together, and we'll I think we'll you know as a collective, I think we can uh, we can come up with a plan. We can get the speed map and get the jockey, and you know the trainer will uh, work some magic, and yeah, I think out to probably out to the mile might be a better a better option for Richo's runner. Um, with his strong finish in his uh, in his victory, uh, so I think um, that might be more. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, mile mile at Flemington or back at Sandown again. Just a matter of where where that race might be. But uh, yeah, the wizard. Well, yeah, you know, you're back to the sandbox for this week. <laughs> Well, I look forward to next week where we get to hear the call of that one. Yeah, well, uh, well how, Matt Hill in for that. How how are you um how are you feeling about your investment in Richo's runner so far, Richo? Uh, look, it's it's been a while, and I'm trying to remember what's happened. To be honest, uh, it seems like it's dragging out uh, <laughs> a lot of weeks. Uh, no, look, I, I, look. I, we bred this horse to start with, didn't we? We didn't buy it, that's we bred right. it. Okay, so that's that's not too bad. It was costing me a lot of money and then we had that maiden victory and that kind of almost broke me even. And then it feels like it wasn't long after that that we got the, the phantom call and, and got the second victory. So I, I think, you know, this is racing. I think it's okay so far. Like, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, it's it could be better, but I don't think were stomping up and down too much. I think I'm okay. I think Richo's runner's just got to find his his little perfect combination. I just don't think he's found that yet of mm. uh, training, rider, distance, cheer squad. <coughs> cheer got, squad makes all the difference. Got to get it all together. Um, so yeah, look, I, I just think they've tried a few different things and yeah, I, maybe, maybe the wizard wasn't the right call, but maybe it was going back to 1300. Um, mm. safe to say that the trainer will never get the blame. No, of course not. It's never the trainer's fault. Never does. No. Never, well, maybe never next does. week, if, if the wizard can't do it, maybe next week we need to get, uh, good old, uh. Fuck you, Yendel. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe it might be Mrs. Yendel. Oh, Mrs. Yendel. <laughs> yeah, I, Yendel can, I, I'm more than happy for Yendel to ride Richard's runner, and I know uh, Saz's uh, dad's partner would be ecstatic to know that. And yeah, as long as he does just say "fuck you" all the way through <laughs> <laughs> to all the other jockeys. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. 
we'll get on to Yendel early in the week and see whether we can uh, get him on board, Richo's runner. Uh, I'm sure it won't be a problem. Uh, as long as he's not against Tavia, my friend, uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not sure Richo's runner's at Tavia, my friend's level just yet. <laughs> Uh, aim for the stars, Rusty. Aim for the stars. <laughs> I just said just yet. I never said it wasn't capable. Well, when we were talking about like the perfect combination for Richo's runner, I did think it was a nice segue into the long-range Cox Plate tips. That maybe maybe that's where you were going is saying that uh, that could be the right. way we go. Uh, has he been entered for the Cox Plate, Richo's runner? Is he uh, is he in the early betting? No, no, he's not. Um, my, my, uh, one of, one of my favorite regular tips in the bragging rights though, is, uh, one of the hundred horses for the, uh, nominated for the Melbourne cup. So <laughs> you never know what might happen there. It's that shot of Irish. Now the, uh, high emotion. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that's got to be checked. <laughs> <laughs> So, on to our long-range tips. Last week, we talked about um, the Caulfield Cup. Now we're on to the Cox Plate. Who's going to go first? Well, I'm just going to stick with mine. I've already blurted this one out, got ahead of myself, but uh, I'm sticking with Humidor. Yeah. He's, he's proven himself at a Cox Plate. And and he's obviously his win showed that he was back and confidence in a horse just does absolute wonders. You, it's amazing what a win can do to a horse for the next two or three runs. They just run out of their skin. So, yep, I'm I'm on Hummer. Humidor twenty six dollars yeah, for the win and seven fifty for the place. Yep, is that on sports? That bet? is on sports bet. Looking at it right it's now. Better than not. I was looking at um, Ladbrokes, and that's that's way better. I think getting twenty one on oh. Ladbrokes. Um, he he really um he shapes as a Fields of Omar type build up. Coming back as an older horse. Yep. I, I don't I don't dislike that. I like I like uh, Humidor. I think he's every chance. Oh, he's depends on where you look, doesn't it? Mm. So I, I actually like one of the internationals. I'm I'm in the Armory camp. Armory. He um, he's been running good races over in the over in the UK, and I just think, as a young horse, I hope I've got the right horse. I've done so much form today; it's not um funny. I'm in a hurry. Do you have a job? Um, I do. <laughs> Um, and I'm very busy doing the form. I got the wrong horse. No, you got the wrong horse. Is it a European? Anyway, it is European. The only question I have, if you're going to tip a European horse in a Cox Plate, is can a European horse handle the intensity of a 2,000 metre Cox Plate in Australia? Because it is probably the toughest 2,000-metre race in the world at the speed they run it at. Of course it can. And it's building towards something like this. Yep. Um, I, it's, it, is a, it is a 
What is it like? So it's a European three-year-old. Four year then. Yeah. So weight for age, it gets more weight. So rather than getting 49 kilos like it should, which is what our three-year-olds will get. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. It's got a... Um, uh, what's it, 57 and a half or something. 58. Something like that. <laughs> um, where am I going with this? I, it's just, I just think it's building and I think it's, uh, um, it carried 58 and a half at its last start. It was beat by Magical in the, it was the Champion Stakes, Irish Champion Stakes, over a mile and two furlongs, so 2,000 metres. Beat by Magical in Gyarth, uh, beat a length and a quarter. Carrying 58 and a half against some real top liners, uh, I think it profiles well. Interestingly enough, it was 66 to one in that race. Ooh. Unfortunately, it's only 13 to one in a Cox Plate. I'd be happier if it was 66 to one. But hmm. so that's my tip, anyway. Okay. What do you got, Richo? Um, just having a look now. Just making it up as I go. Not really understand. Well, look, I did try to prepare and I started reading up on how to pick a Cox Plate winner and then it started talking about you got to find a horse that's good in weight for age and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm just going to go. Um, I'm going to go for Very Elegance because it's spelt wrong. Um, there's two R's in Very and e, lots of E's and L's and stuff. So Very Elegant, paying $13 and $4 for the place. Worst. Look, not the worst. Look, that's 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 a real insight into some of my logic in how I pick horses as well. So uh, it's no wonder. You, is this what's wrong with the multi? <clears throat> what <laughs> that I look for spelling mistakes in horse names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I got to be honest. I do put a bit more effort in, uh, but yeah, like this, it, it all became a little bit too hard. And this is the thing: all the horses. They're all the same. Like there's my master of wine sitting in there, and there's the one, the ones that like they're not all going to run all of them, right? No, they're going to no. run. So it's a matter of who ends up in it. Exactly. So it's all a little bit too hard. I did see Arcadia Queen, and I'm assuming if that runs, Pikey will be on it. <laughs> wow, maybe maybe Yen will get the call up. Who knows? I. I'm, I actually, I looked at that. That is a very interesting runner in a Cox Plate, if it goes. Hasn't been beyond 1,800 metres. But the 1,800 metre win was the Kingston Town. It won by four and a half lengths. Mm. Beat a material man. Beat some very good horses that day. And I, it's Piero. I, I think it's got every chance of featuring. I just think... <laughs> I'm not sure why they waited till this year to run it. I think I know last year they were going for the Everest. It's amazing how versatile that horse is. Mm. One year you can be aiming at the Everest, and the next you could be thinking of Cox Plates. But um, I, I, it, yeah, it was well and truly in my considerations. Um, but her run the other day was yeah. good. It's 
super. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, there's what is it? What'd you say? Hundred, hundred and eight horses. Yeah. It might be a three-year-old year. Who knows? It, but um, actually, I better write those down because I'll forget them. <coughs> so, who did you end up with on Richo? Well, now that I've thrown out Arcadia Queen and everyone thinks that's not the worst idea. No, I'm going with very elegant. Very elegant. Yeah. Yep. We'll see how that rolls up. Cool. And that takes us. That's our long range. And next week, what what uh, long range? So I can do equal amounts of preparation, if not less. Uh, what's what's our race that we're looking at next week? Melbourne Cup. Going straight into the Melbourne Cup. Love it. What about this weekend, though? That's long range. What about short range? Now... It's going to be interesting, this, because last week I didn't take our advice and uh, the Dolphin did kindly remind us that we actually said on the podcast that last weekend was for watching the races, maybe keep your wallet in your pocket. <laughs> I forgot that and really burnt my fingers. <laughs> um, so what are we looking at this weekend's races? Yeah, look. That, that, that advice... That advice showed in our bragging rights results. It did, didn't it? And multi-results, for that matter. It was a hard weekend of racing. Sorry, Gash. No, this is, look, this... I mean, Melbourne, there's some great racing. But there's some horses that followers of the podcast just... They just... They want to be on, really. Um, in the Rupert Clark... Don't know you can go past Behemoth at four dollars eighty, and that could nice. well be my multi-tip this week. I think, but I think Behemoth. I might lock it in tonight before the Dolphin steals it, because he won't listen to this until Friday. Um, there's a really good runner this weekend, and you guys are going to love this. Richo, you've wanted to tip this before. Think we're due. Yep. Willie Pike riding. $34 and $8.50. So if that's not in your bragging rights, then there's just something bloody wrong. Might be straight in the multi. You never know. Don't put it in the fucking multi. (laughs) But we're due. How could it not? We're due in the multi. Pikey's riding it. You drink bet on Pikey. Drink what you like. I think go for it. I tell you, I tell you, a horse that I also like in the uh, in the Rupert Clark is be good to your mother. At twenty one dollars, is going to run along, and. Proven itself before, it's fitter. I thought its run the other day was good. I, I just think, round Caulfield again, if it gets a cheeky lead, it could be in it up to its neck, depending on what the pattern ends up at Caulfield. And I like a horse in the last, Felicia, at $5. You're not getting confused with Fidelia again, are you? Uh, no, no, no. I it out. I got Addy's word game out, and I said, "Yep, Felicia. Yep, Felicia. Five dollars. Uh, Willow on board. Uh, Willow did a number on Pikey and got me the coin today at Bendigo. So we're in his camp. 
Nice little $5 winner. Thanks very much. And, uh, yep, I reckon Felicia is uh, another a front runner around Caulfield. Um, the big thing might be the weather again. The tipping rain. So we could get... Are they tipping rain now? What price are you getting? $5. But, uh, yeah, look, I... No, I mean on the rain, not on Felicia. What price am I getting on the rain? 90%. So they're tipping it. Not 90% chance we're getting odds on. Getting a dollar ten. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, look, jeez, I, I really like the racing in Melbourne this weekend. It's heating up. Um, yeah, that means you've... Tough to find. Five. Tough to find. Five. It's what? It's going to be 25 degrees. 25 and 60% chance of rain, 1 to 5 millimetres. It doesn't sound... So, well, I, I forget that I... <coughs> ...for restriction lockdown bubble. And up where we are, we're going to get 10 to 20 mil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Is that what um, you do? You, you look at the there. weather you in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Well, I don't... Weather is in fucking mel. That'll probably completely different climate south of the um, south of the what is it the divide? The divide yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're they're my runners for the weekend. I think they're uh, they're worth a watch. Um, Dolphin, when you're listening, just pick anyone, anyone, mate. Tell you what, if we did put uh, think we're due in the uh, in the old multi, that would be lucrative. Very loose. That would just be. Whew. Imagine that. Yeah. Anyway, I won't do it. I'll, I'll find a. I just thought it was fitting for you, bikes, that Willie Pike is on it. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely an omen bet for the bragging, for sure. So, uh, we'll see who pops that one in. But, uh, yeah, behemoth, behemoth for me for the multi this weekend, I think. And, Rusty, we're looking at your coffee cup, but. Um, you got any yeah, thoughts on the weekend? Uh, I'm like Ash. I like the look of this weekend. I think there's more, like there's a better chance of making some money this weekend. Um, and there's a lot of lot of races with some progressive type horses that I, I'm keen to watch. Not necessarily back, but keen to watch. And there's a good showdown in the uh fourth at Caulfield you've got front page which is a very exciting horse for what's his name Greg or Jeff Jeff Greg Jeff Jeff Jeraya Jeff uh, and Lewis German uh but he's come up against the the octane the the 1.4 million dollar yearling turned 40,000 dollar dried horse um and that'll be a good showdown uh and in the oh no, that's not right. Too many races. There are too many races on on Saturdays. Mozzie Monster in the sixth. That's a progressive horse that I'm really keen to see how it goes. Um, and I can't see why it can't win that race. Three dollars. That Aidensfield goes uh, good in that too, Rusty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're the standouts, and Ash wants that to win because it's a dissident, and um, that will help him out. Um, it definitely will help me out, so let's get on. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the Rupert Clark is a cracker, and Behemoth, 
I think I do agree with Ash. I think be good to your mother. We'll set uh, a good pace and we'll set a tempo that allows for the, the likes of Behemoth and Superstorm at good odds. And the other one I liked was oh well, you can't go past Tagaloa. I actually think he's been running super. It's just a, um, is Tagaloa up to an open age group one at the moment? Like, don't lose sight of the fact no. that he's still a young horse. He's very good. Yeah. He's very talented, without a doubt. And his run the other day was very good. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's right. There. So you've got Rowan, and you've got yeah. There's a bunch of horses there. Age of Chivalry. It's going to be a cracking race. I won't be betting in that because I just think um, Bohemoth is a standout on form, but there are plenty of chances there, and with a big field, shit goes down. Um, so I'll be leaving that one alone. But really looking forward to it. Uh, the George Main in New in New South Wales uh, with Avilius and Dreamforce and. Richo's Cox Plate tip with Very Elegant is running around. Uh, that'd be a great race. Uh, again, I just want to watch it. I'm not betting. In the shorts, you've got Bivouac and Eduardo. Um, and I really like Eduardo. And interestingly, there's some good races at Newcastle on the weekend. Uh, the Newcastle Gold Cups are on. And there is a... Uh, in the Tibby? Tibby? Um, there's going to be a fight brewing amongst the boys uh, in the multi or bragging rights because Wanderbar is going around in the Tibby and we know how you guys like to fight over Wanderbar. Well, not you guys. Some, some 40 and... Somebody <laughs> before anybody notices it's in. Actually, who was it? Was it you, Richard? No, it wasn't me. It was... Uh, Wanderbar is 40s and the Dolphin just... Uh... The dolphin soul. Your team, mate. He jumped on it like a kid on a cupcake. So, Richo, what do you got for us? You got something for us? Uh, no, just all the ones you said. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, we should just round up by just talking a little bit of footy with one round to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, final home and away. Demons must win. Mm-hmm. Forget everything else. Demons must beat Essendon. Can they get the chocolates? Oh, they can. There's absolutely no reason they can't. Um, but we do know that uh, really the Jekyll and Hyde of Melbourne, and we just don't know which one's going to turn up. So, hundred percent, oh, they have no, the class on. and the uh, the game to beat Essendon. All I remember, like. It, I don't. You obviously don't follow Melbourne like I do. A few years back, so the year before we actually made the finals, we played Collingwood. Uh, so it was uh, what was it, twenty seventeen or something like that. Um, we, we, so we were Richmond Premiership year, wouldn't it? It was probably a Richmond Premiership year. All we had to do was um, basically final round. We had to beat Collingwood. We were playing Collingwood. Had to beat them. We were in the eight. Collingwood had had not a great year that year. They were probably 12th, 13th. So should have um, should have just taken them out. Went, rolled out there. Didn't win. Didn't make the finals. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff. So 
whilst of course they can beat them, um, to be honest, I think they will beat them because whilst it is a mathematical possibility, I think the Bulldogs have got it sewn up. So they'll probably beat them. The Bulldogs will beat Frio and ninth will be our settled spot for the year. Yeah. Now, I I can't I can't have you talking this down, Richo. Essendon are an absolute shambles at them at the moment. Like it, I, I don't think it even comes down to Melbourne. I don't th- I don't think Melbourne have to show up for Melbourne to win that game. <laughs> Essendon are that bad. What what happens with the Bulldogs? I didn't actually I actually went and had a look. I didn't realise the Bulldogs were in such good form. But but it is. A weird year of footy, and I wouldn't put it past uh, Freo to get up. But um, exactly. But don't even play the bloody demons down. Like I, anyone else, and I'd probably say, uh, yeah. But yes, no, God. Yeah, it would be. It would be very disappointing. That's for sure. I haven't seen a team that bad since Carlton a few years. We're in the demons' corner to make the eight. And uh, I'll make up. I try. We'll be cheering them on. Anyway. Make up the numbers. We'll have another same game multi. Well, I mean, look, it's all about the Tigers. We know that. So. Oh. If you... God, I'm glad I'm locked down because <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere near your joint because it stinks. You would smell bad wearing that shit all the time. <laughs> you got to wash it at some stage, don't you? I do own a washing machine, Russell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you've got to take it off to wash it, mate. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so getting in the shower doesn't count. You get in the shower with that stuff on? <laughs> uh, nah, look, we will, we'll, we'll barrack you, as always, for the Ds this weekend. But unfortunately, I think, as I said, they, um, I think they realised a couple of weeks too late that they wanted to make the finals. If they'd if they'd played like they did on the weekend against Sydney or Frio, probably would have won one of those, and it'd be in their own hands, not in someone else's. So, but as I say, that's footy. Bloody worry. And like you say, Ash, of course. I mean, it doesn't matter who makes the finals because there's only one team that's uh, going to win that premiership. So, well done to Port Adelaide and. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <spell. laughs> bloody Adelaide this year or... they're just of course they have no, they're a couple <laughs> they beat Melbourne didn't they that was in Adelaide yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is they're going to get a home fire final in a year of COVID how does that work you got to play somewhere, Ash. You got to play somewhere. Stick them all in. What are you? What are you complaining about? <laughs> like Richmond have never had to play an away final, a grand final, have they? No. The home ground's the MCG. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was Rusty's point. <laughs> Same. Like even Carlton have to play away bloody grand finals. Because our home ground is bloody Tiddlywink Stadium in uh, Docklands. Well, that's a shabozzle, isn't it? What's it called now? Marvel. Marvel Stadium, I think it is. Marvel, Marvel, that's what it's called now. Marvel, Eddie had Telstra Dome, call yourself. (laughs) 
The one thanks, with the shit thanks, turf. Thanks, Ian Collins. Yeah. Turf <laughs> <laughs> Stadium. Uh, anyway. We call it a good four, but we race on a heavy eight. <laughs> All right. Well, we better wrap this up. So thank you very much, gentlemen. Listeners, give us a follow on Twitter at 4th Not First. We'll post the multi and bragging rights on Saturday before 11. So that'll give you a good list of 15 horses not to back. And uh, <laughs> if you want to follow along at home and give us your best cover for the day, maybe you can help us fill our pockets a little bit. <laughs> oh, please. This week, so Dolphin can get something that might get near them. <laughs> oh, and Ash said he didn't have an avalanche in him. Thank you very much, fellas. <laughs> Pleasure as always. Have a good evening. Have a good week. Thanks, boys. Go on, you boys. <laughs>